Okay, welcome everybody. We're on the 11th of January 2022 um, and today I'm at the African Bible College in the Long Way talking with Fletcher who's the director of the audiology training program here in Malawi. So thank you Fletcher for agreeing to um, be part of this podcast and part of this conversation. We're very grateful for your time. Um, I remember talking with you way back in October and I remember being really inspired by your story and Mm. the conversation that we had and I thought it would be a great topic for us to share with um, other people who are interested in Medic to Medic as well. Mm. Um, So firstly, could you just introduce yourself to everybody here? Uh, Yes, Uh, my name is Fletcher Chisalibo. Right now I am the head of department for our program, Audiology, Patch of Science in Audiology <coughs> at ABC. I'm also an audiologist at ABC Healing Clinic. So basically that's what I'm doing <laughs> at the moment. So you've got many, many hats, many roles and responsibilities. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get mm-hmm. involved in audiology? Oh, wow. It's uh, quite an interesting story. Um, so... In 2010, I was recruited as one of the students at African Bible College doing mass communication. Um, So that's what I wanted to do um, and to be a journalist. So I was doing that and in my third year, I met two amazing people, two Australians, and they were the first audiologist in Malawi. So Peter Bartlett and um, Rebecca Bartlett. Um, So then I was doing mass communication and they introduced a minor in audiology at ABC. Now, then the program was not registered with Medical Council of Malawi because Medical Council wanted them to do a Bachelor of Science okay. in audiology, okay. not a diploma or a minor uh, in audiology. Um, so I started to do some subjects in audiology because I was, I was interested. But now when I heard about audiology, I, the first time I heard about it, I did not know what was it about? So, and then I started to get some information, some bits of information and putting them together. And then I realized that this is a field that in Malawi we were then lacking because these were the only audiologists in Malawi. And these people are not Malawians, they are Australians. Now, when you look at it, you're having people that are doing audiology, but these are not Malawians. And then something came to me, and then I visited the room that they were using then, and the small room, and then they had the equipment in there, and I started to uh, to be with them and to learn more about audiology and to do some, you know, those basic work. So they would, they would call me and say, hey, we have this teacher 
person we cannot speak Chichewa, so can you please come and interpret this for us yeah. and then i would be there for them and help them do that and then i started to really get interested in the program and then i started to ask myself some questions these people go back home so what will happen if they go back home there is no one in malawi who is doing this particular thing and they are really helping people now when you when i was in a room and then i saw someone with a hearing problem here for the first time the joy in their faces and when i see that i saw that there was indeed a problem in malawi and uh, that we need some people and so when they started this like a little program at abc i joined because i was like oh my god i think i need this now after my after i graduate with my bachelor of a bachelor of arts in mass communication i also did some basic audiology subjects but by then in malawi there was no college that was doing like uh bachelor of science in audiology mm -hmm. so there was no way that i was gonna be a registered audiologist yeah because there was no uh any school even even uh, 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 health is even a college of medicine or they don't do audiology mm -hmm. so and then they tried to apply for approval from medical council of malawi medical council said no you cannot start to do it because you're doing uh, uh, a diploma or something like a diploma or a certificate or a minor you want someone who can do a, a full bachelor of science audiology program okay so and then we were we were so down say what can we do then i i gave up the you know journalism no. career yeah. i was like i think i need to do this because i saw a gap i was like okay if i do mass communication there are a lot of journalists in malawi there are a lot of radio stations there are a lot of schools that are training journalists in malawi but there is no school in malawi and there is no one doing this particular thing but there is a gap there are a lot of people who have ear um or hearing issues in malawi so mm -hmm. who's gonna do this so they encouraged me and then i started to apply for schools now and like so you had to apply for schools overseas yes now yeah. because there was, there was no, no school option. in malawi yeah. there was no option yeah and then um I got funding uh, from Hear the World um, and ES Inc. said, okay, yes, we're going to send you to Malawi, and then, but as long as you come back. Yep. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. I really want to go out and get trained. I should be a registered audiologist um, and I should come back here and help our people. So that's what happened. So in 2015, I went to University of Manchester in UK, a top school in UK, and then I did my master's in audiology. After that, I came back here. Okay. Now, when I came back here, the ballots 
we're planning to go back home. Okay. Like now, what I was thinking way back, say, okay, what would happen when these guys go back home? So it was like coming into, you know, uh, coming true. So I said, uh, okay. So we had a plan. So the plan was to say, okay, Fletcher, you've gotten this training. Now what we have to do is to do what medical council wanted us to do. Uh, to come up with a curriculum for the Bachelor of Science in Audiology. So we did that. Uh, the ballets got other people to help uh, from University of Melbourne, University of Manchester. Um, so people at the University of Manchester were really helpful. Say, okay, you're going back to Malawi. We'll help you with that. So they were putting their input. So we. we a lot of people came up with uh, a curriculum and presented that to medical council and minister of health yeah um, so first time they turned it down second time turned it down for us to you know to put some bits in there and finally they accepted the curriculum for us to start the bachelor of science in audiology um so the plan was that or the plan is that we should train more audiologists because yes they trained me now uh for sustainability we have to train more um so we started to do the bachelor of science for the first time in malawi uh started to train audiologists um so we did that for the past uh should say six years because uh, five years uh the first cohort graduated in in june last year so yeah so we've been building this program for some time and we've been having a lot of people a lot of guest lecturers helping uh, from USA, uh, from Australia, from UK. So people have been helping us a lot. Say, okay, yes, you need to do this in Malawi. So that's what I've been doing. And we have also built the first, I should say the bar, let's build the first um, audiology clinic in Malawi, ABC Hearing Clinic. So that's the first audiology clinic. Um, so now we have a program that is training audiologists um, in Malawi and also we have a, an audiology clinic, uh, the first audiology clinic in Malawi. So basically that's what, that's my story. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. my story. Yeah. So right now the first cohort graduated, we have um two cohorts uh and the um, the other cohort will graduate in two years time and then we have another cohort that just started this year okay so now the journey is continuing yeah absolutely yeah. Mm. okay so just to sort of summarize mm. that story um in a few sentences so you were at abc you mm. were studying communication yes and it was through that that you met with the two Australian yes. audiologists mm -hmm. and they asked for your help in interpretation mm. during their clinics. Mm, yeah. And then you were exposed to audiology, you became very passionate about mm. it. 
and you were the first Malawian trained audiologist mm. that studied overseas to come back and set up a BSc in audiology in Malawi for training Malawians. That's, yes. a, that's essentially the summary. That's pretty, yeah. pretty inspiring. Mm. Um, so at the moment, how many students do you have altogether in the audiology? In, including our graduates or? Um, just, just the ones that are currently um, at school. Ah, okay, so right now we have uh, 17 okay. because we have actually 18. We have eight in the the the, the other cohort, and the first years we have 10. Okay, so 18. It's well, there are a lot of people that really want to do audiology, yeah. but we are limited because it's more of a you're growing slowly. Yeah, yeah and yeah, so we cannot have 50 students yeah. at once. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we yeah. need a small number. Absolutely. So and then you we can start growing. The yeah. cream. Yeah, the cream of audiologists. Yeah. So, what are some of the main hearing problems that you encounter in Malawi? What, is, what are some of the common things mm -hmm. that you see? Um, well,. <clears throat> Ear infections are so common in Malawi. Uh, when we are doing outreaches, we do a lot of outreaches. Uh, as I said, we with the first audiology clinic, so the gap is so huge. So we travel a lot to do outreach clinics for the people that cannot come to our clinic. Uh, because of financial problems, so we make sure that we travel and find them in their homes, villages. When we go there, uh, we have a lot of ear infections, um, uh, ear discharge, um, yeah, wax, mm -hmm. uh, and of course hearing loss. So those are the issues uh, because of HIV AIDS, uh, some medications that mm -hmm. they take here, malaria medications like quinine, that can cause um, hearing loss. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the, some of the common issues that we yeah. encounter when we do our outreaches. Okay. Mm. And for, for people in Malawi that suffer from hearing loss, mm -hmm. like in children and adults, what are some of the consequences of that in this mm. context? Like what, what will happen? Um, well, it's an issue, especially with, with, um, with children. Uh, because when you have hearing loss, it means, especially with children, uh, it's hard for them in their social context uh, to really, and I'm talking about home and even at school, mm -hmm. uh, to really communicate with others. And when, for example, someone has a problem uh, with hearing, uh, right now there is a project what we call inclusive education, but it's not, I would say the government is not doing enough mm -hmm. uh, because you find out that someone has hearing loss, they are putting that person in a class with people who have normal hearing, mm -hmm. but that kid does not have 
assistive devices. So it means that that child has challenge to learn. Yeah. So learning is an issue for someone who has, who has uh, uh, hearing loss. So, so with so, the inclusive education, the mm-hmm. schools are being encouraged not to exclude children with hearing loss, yes. but they don't actually have any resources to help. It's children. a good project, but you don't have resources to help that particular child. Yeah. So those children, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're talking about inclusive education, but in a way they're also excluded yeah. because you're putting them inside uh, a classroom with normal... Oh, let me not use that with um, with non-hearing impaired. Yes, children. thank yeah. you, thank you, Tamsin. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're not giving that child assistive device. Okay. So with that, the child is still excluded, and that's yeah. a, a problem. Mm-hmm. So with that home, with that school, these children are facing a lot of challenges. Yeah. And that will obviously knock on to what they can achieve at school and then their employment opportunities later on so yeah, it has life long consequences yeah exactly yeah. it affects everything it affects everything so with healing loss if it affects your day to day it means it it has affected like all your years years yeah. Yeah. Uh, to come so yeah. that's why there is it is very important to help these people with hearing loss yeah, because if you help them today it means you have also helped them help the future the future well. yeah 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 so yeah those are the challenges that the hearing impaired children are, are yeah. facing okay yeah um and in terms of the challenges that you you have here at um the university what are some of the things that the students struggle with um, here at college with training oh during our training yeah oh okay oh oh, wow a financial problem that's the number one that's the (laughs) number one uh, thing that I can mention here Um, in Malawi I would say education is is not cheap especially college yeah Education is not is not cheap. It's, it's expensive. For example, yeah. here, uh, per semester one has to pay almost a million. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money for an average Malawian, average parent. Absolutely. Uh, someone who has like five children to 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 care yeah. for. So. So I'll just put that into context for people who might be listening. So two million is roughly about two thousand pounds depending on the exchange rate yeah 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 so if if you're from a student where your your dad is maybe a guard and your mom is maybe a cleaner earning like sixty thousand kwacha per month like sixty pounds you're never you don't even make enough you don't even make two million in a year so when you've got other children and other expenses it's Mm. really unaffordable no it's it's really an issue um I remember, and I, every time I, I think about this, it touches my heart. Last time, though, we had a student, and she had to leave the program because of financial problems, and this student, was she was really passionate about audiology. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, when I 
during the graduation in June when I saw the others graduate and how uh, she did not graduate, I was like, oh yeah, because of financial problems. So yeah. this is this is really an issue. Um, this is an issue that we've, yeah, we, we try sometimes to help, but you know we cannot help. Oh yeah, everyone and yeah. yeah. So, but when we see someone dropping out of the program because of the, they're lacking money, they've, they've tried, they've tried, and then they're like, okay, now this this is it. Now let yeah. me drop out. It's 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 a it's a sad thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's the main problem the main with thing. yeah with our training. How program. many students have dropped out since you started the BSc in audiology course? How how many? Um, or, or so, how many students have needed to have breaks because they haven't had the fees? Um, so the first cohort that just graduated two dropped out. Okay. Like really saying, okay, now that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, of course, um, I would say all of them the first financial challenges, but mm. the others kept going because yeah. They were getting some bits of money from, yeah, yeah. From, from other people and from yeah to help them so they kept going and they graduated so from the first cohort to uh, from the cohort that is right now there is one yeah but well we'll see how how it goes yeah yeah but in terms of your numbers like if you have 10 students a year uh-huh. and two two drop out of that cohort that's like 20 percent of your intake yeah, so yeah. if you like that is still there's still a, a large proportion um so that definitely demonstrates the financial challenges that, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. there are um and do you have um enough resources here at the college and at the, cl- at the clinic like if anybody is listening who might have hearing aids or books or other mm. e- equipment what type of things are, are you needing um Yes, thank you for that question. Yeah, because we, yeah, we need a lot of things. Um, because w- the first thing in the clinic, we do a lot of outreaches. Uh, audiology is more of a practical course, uh, so we need practical hours for the students. For someone to say, okay, now I can see an eardrum, or oh, eardrum looks like this. It means it's like. I don't know how many times of hours of practice. So they need to practice that on real people. They need to practice um, hearing aid fittings on real people. So we take them a lot to outreaches Mm -hmm. all over Malawi. So we need equipment, definitely. Uh, We need um, um, hearing aids. It it can be new hearing aids. It can be second-hand hearing aids. Mm Uh, because we have a lot of people with uh, hearing um, hearing loss in Malawi. So every time, so for example, uh, last week we went to Karunga. Uh, we were at Karunga Hospital. Uh, that's the northern region of Malawi, five hours drive from Lilongwe. So just through that outreach, uh, like 60 people that needed to be fitted with hearing aids. So that's a huge number of people. So sometimes we look at our uh, hearing aids in the clinic going like, oh, we're running out of hearing aids and Mm -hmm. we cannot do 
you know yeah. these outreaches so if there are people that are listening and we have even second-hand hearing aids even any audiology equipment because right now we are growing mm-hmm. at first we had one cohort right now we have like three cohorts yeah. and then we'll be getting another cohort in august this year mm-hmm. so we are growing so we cannot rely on the same equipment that we started with 10 years ago when the ballots were in malawi um we need equipment we need books audiology books um yeah so these are the things that we need in the in the in the in the in the in the clinic even yeah. even financial help mm-hmm. because for for us to travel we stay for example one week up north mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to do accommodation for the students. Yeah, sometimes we even give money for to our patients yeah. because some of them cannot travel. Mm-hmm. So we say, okay, come, let, let us help you, and then here's the transport. Yeah. So those are the things that we we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but equipment is the, our number one priority, and and, okay. and 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 hearing aids. So that's what we 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 want. I did not mention that um the the minister of health has promised us to recruit our uh, graduates and that's a good news we've been waiting for that because we're like okay so we are training these people yeah. now where are they gonna go yeah. <laughs> uh, we cannot manage to pay salaries for all these graduates yeah now the minister of health uh said okay we will um Recruit. We employ these uh, people, but the issue now is that the Ministry of Health do not does not have equipment mm-hmm. in our central hospitals, in our government central hospitals. So they've said, okay, we will recruit these people. Uh, we will pay them. We we'll put them on a salary, mm-hmm. but you have to provide equipment. Yeah. So that's the issue right now. Uh, that. Uh, after they are employed, uh, we have to give equipment, yeah. uh, like a package to the Ministry of Government of Malawi. Uh, but that's just a start, start up. Sure. Mm. So there's a couple of things I just wanted to follow up on that. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, so you, a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Um, so you said on outreaches, you mm. also go with the students. Yes. So actually the students are actively involved in providing audiology services. They are, they in are. Outreach. Yes, so actually sponsoring a student is actually helping more people access audiology yes. services in yes. So actually... Yes. That's another benefit of mm-hmm. students' training. Yes. Um, so that was the first thing I just wanted to pick up on. Mm. Um, and then the second thing, so in terms of the resources and the equipment that the mm. central hospitals need mm. in order to have the graduates working in those areas, what audiology equipment are they in need of? Oh, okay. Um, so we need otoscopes. Uh, there's another equipment that we use when we're checking the ear. Um, and then the they're really portable canal. devices, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So, and then we need tympanometer. This is an equipment that we use for measuring the eardrum in the middle ear. Okay. Uh, so the, the tympanometer and, and is that quite a large device? Mm, or is that still no, quite portable? Yeah, it's, it's portable. portable. Okay. It's portable. Um, and we also need what we 
called OAEs. Okay. Now, OAEs, we use those for newborn screening. Okay. So, before, all the children that were born in Malawi, no one got tested. Okay. Yeah, so there was none of that. So, we started to do what we call newborn screening. Mm -hmm. So, we make sure that if a child is born, we should do, should screen the hearing mm -hmm. to make sure that the child is there's no more hearing or if there is any issue if there is any issue with uh, their hearing we should do air intervention so the equipment that we use that is called an OAE it's okay. a very important equipment okay. yeah so OAEs and then we do we, we there is an equipment that we call it's called an audiometer and um, that's the really big one isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah of course we we have other portable uh, audiometers, but that's the equipment that we use to do hearing tests. Okay. Yeah. So after doing everything, we have to do hearing tests, and yeah. So um, the equipment is called an audiometer. Okay. So basically, those are the most important equipment for the central hospitals. For the central hospitals, there are yeah. other equipment that we use for programming hearing aids. Yeah. Uh, those uh, equipment are expensive, a bit expensive, but okay. yeah, if people can, then yeah, that's, then that's, you that's will fine. Use them. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, that's that's great. Um. That really definitely helps. Um, our listeners understand a, a little bit more about the equipment challenges that there might be, and how they can help. Um. What are your plans for 2022 for the for the for the audiology um, BSc course and um, and the and the clinic? Um, so the main issue that is happening right now is that after our graduation in 20, 2021 in June, um, the Minister of Health is planning to recruit our graduates. So that's the first thing that we are looking forward to. Forward to. We are like, okay, yeah. yes, please recruit this. Because now, when they are recruited, now when we go to central hospitals, we will find people there. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's very important. And that's what we are looking forward to this year. And mm -hmm. we are talking with the government, to make sure that the process is done well mm -hmm. and uh, because like this is this has happened for the first time yeah, yeah so uh, this is a huge project for us in 2022 um, the other thing is that we have this cohort that is that will graduate next year um, so we're making sure that uh, they get the training, especially their last two years, because this is very important to make sure that they're ready for the world, they're ready for the people, and they're independent. They can do everything on their own. So that's basically what we are doing. And of course, our outreaches uh, to make sure that we continue with with our outreaches all over Malawi mm -hmm. and that uh, we should continue to do that and give these audiology services to yeah. people for free. Absolutely. Yes, that's what we do. You're doing. very inspiring. It's very mm -hmm. um, amazing to listen 
to the mm. journey from the start to where you are now and yeah. so many achievements that mm. you've you've managed as a as a school and as a course and yeah. that's it's very um very impressive just um another question sorry about mm. the outreaches because i mm. always find those interesting how mm. how do you um advertise those and mm. do you find that people in the rural areas do they do they know much about audiology do they know that they can come to you for mm. help yeah so so for example what we do is we identify a place so think of a district and so most of the times we focus much on areas that are far from where from our clinic that's the site clinic so for example we look at chitipa so chitipa is is a district in the northern region which is like six seven hours drive and we know that yeah for people to travel there from chitipa to here it's mm. expensive very expensive yep. and for an average malawian uh in the remotest area in chitipa to travel to come here it will be almost impossible mm. so we identify a place so we send messages we can do that through the community radios. We can do that through what we call HSAs, mm -hmm. Severus Assistance. These are the people, government people. So we give them the word that, okay, on this particular day, let's say, for example, for two days, we will be at uh, a so-and-so district hospital uh, providing audiology services. So they get the word out mm -hmm. to the village. They can send the uh, the word churches, funeral ceremonies, um, and through the public events. So they say, okay, the, the audiology people from ABC are coming. Anyone with any ear issue should come. Yeah, and when we do that, on that particular day, I'm telling you, we have a lot of people coming. Yeah. Because, as I say, there is a lot of people in Malawi with ear issues. And when we do one outreach, every time we go there, we are overwhelmed. But right now, we are used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, we had a team from USA, and then we took them to an outreach. And when they saw the people, they were like, oh, wow, we can, <laughs> we can there. These are a lot of people. Yeah. So most people they right now they know about us but bef before they were like okay if there is someone coming to help us with this part like ear hearing issues then mm -hmm. i would like to go because we don't know maybe these people not come back again mm -hmm. it's different when there is a clinic that is doing malaria thing yeah. because they know oh okay these people go some people okay. come back yeah. But when we go to an area, we have a lot of people coming because they don't know that, okay, after these people, they come back again. Or yeah. So they would rather, they're like, okay, see, see us, see us. So yeah. we, we like spend days seeing people even after yeah. after six in the wow. evening seeing people. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and do you ever run out of hearing aids and things and you, you have to ask them to come back next time? Yes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes we do that. Um, I remember in December we we went to 
an outreach yeah so we ran out of hearing aids and we we had to make a choice say okay what are we going to do mm. we have a few hearing aids right now remaining so we said we only feed children yeah <laughs> yeah we had to make that hard choice difficult yeah. impossible uh, decision yeah. Yeah. yeah they say okay uh, this is what we're going to do for adults please we'll, we'll come back later but yeah. for now let us feed uh children with he uh, hearing yeah. issues so yeah those issues we, we encounter them a lot yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i i can on, only oh, i can't imagine mm. how overwhelming those outreach clinics must be at times mm. but um but amazing work and obviously demonstrates the huge need that yeah. there is for audiology services um mm. Okay, well, is there anything else that you want to share with us? I think we've learned a lot of things about mm. audiology and the services in, in Malawi. Um, is there anything else which you think would be interesting for our, our listeners to hear about? Uh, I, I would say just, I don't know if people are listening, but <laughs> just a word of thanks to people who are helping us because I always say most of the times when when we go for an outreach, when we are helping people, it's like people see see us, like they see me or other uh, other clinicians or, or mm. students, but there are a lot of people who are you know doing things behind the scene, mm -hmm. uh, who are helping us with equipment, with hearing aids, uh, these are expensive things. So I should say thank you to them. Uh, they are helping people, really. They're helping people, especially in the villages, people that cannot afford to buy hearing aid because hearing aids are expensive. Mm, so when someone send a hearing aid, even one hearing aid, that is making a difference here in Malawi. Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, a, a huge thank you to them. And even for people that are thinking of helping uh, or how, who are helping the students are uh, mm. training them uh, with the little that they can get. Uh, you, you might think, oh, okay, I'm sending this five dollars or five pounds. Oh, this is nothing. No, that's not nothing. Mm. That's a lot. You're helping someone. You're training someone to help people in Malawi. So you shouldn't just think, oh, okay, I, 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 I donated this five thousand but this is no it's not it's not that's something that's a huge huge thing so a huge thank you to people who are doing that uh, just know that you're making a difference in Malawi oh, that's, yeah. that's wonderful mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing your time today okay. we are very grateful mm -hmm. to hear all your stories and all your, your background I think we've yeah. learned many things um, and we're really looking forward to kind of building our partnership mm. with the with the BSc program mm -hmm. at medic to medic so oh, hopefully you. we'll have more stories in 2022 to share as well oh, thank you Tumsi. all right thank you so much you're welcome